Welcome to 100 Days in Mexico. I'm Melanie. This is the story of how a 100-day solo road trip, surfing my way down the Pacific coast of Mexico, changed my life forever. Ready to go on a road trip? Strap in, let's do this. Episode 18, Getting Bigger, T-11 Months. Jesus Christ died on a Roman cross to save me from my sins. I was flawed from birth, I was taught. My very nature was evil, so evil that God could not stand to be around me. But then God became a man and was tortured, beaten, humiliated, and eventually made to die the slowest, most gruesome death you can dream up, all because of me. I accepted his free gift, his death. And in return, I was to make my life like his. I was to suffer, disregard my desires, wants, and needs for the sake of others. My mom was a great example of putting others, us kids, before her own needs. Other women in my church also displayed the same selflessness, serving the family before caring for themselves. The concept of self-care was never taught as a virtue in my upbringing. After hitting bottom a few months back, I resolved to educate myself on a better way to live. I had since devoured a dozen or so personal development books, and through those books, along with therapy, Al-Anon, yoga, and a progressive church, I had learned how those old ways of behaving, quote, selflessly, trying to, quote, die to my flesh and, quote, put to death every desire, as the Bible puts it, were actually never taught to me properly, and they no longer served me. I recalled the image of the universe flowing like a river toward all things good, as opposed to a nasty, nasty place doomed to burn, and of myself as a cork floating in this river. Anytime something bad happened, it was like I had been attached to a rock at the bottom of the river. I was resisting the natural flow. All I needed was to release resistance. Two huge new ideas presented themselves and eventually became a total paradigm shift for me. One, the universe was actually on my side. I didn't need to struggle or fight. Two, I was not flawed, but rather good at my core. And trusting my desires was actually the best thing I could do for myself and ultimately for others. These ideas did not embed themselves overnight. I had been rewiring my brain for some time. The old thinking still told me I was bad and that the world was doomed to failure and I needed to fight. But the new thinking was telling me I was being pulled forward into a perfect future and this pulling required zero effort. My world had been flipped upside down by these two simple ideas. I was already seeing these ideas in action, manifesting blessings in my life. I had already trusted my gut enough to leave my husband, rent my own apartment, file for divorce, cut back on work, and list my business for sale. I had trusted my appetite for dignity, rest, and even for little bits of pleasure. But I still fought my appetite for food. I was terrified that if I actually let my body have what it wanted, I would balloon up to a big fat cow. It was my worst nightmare. 
The more I read on the subject, the more I began to accept the facts. If I wanted to be healthy, I needed to convince my body that there was enough food. That meant trusting my hunger. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, alcohol, drug addict husbands, yoga studio class sizes, business partners, bank account balances, mom's opinions, and that our lives had become unmanageable. I wanted to be ready to give up the last little bit of control, but it wasn't that easy. I resolved to try it, even just for a day. I resolved to eat if my body was hungry, to eat what it was hungry for, and to stop when I was full. If my body was good, and the future, the order of nature, was on my side, then I had at least to try to trust my body. Giving in to my hunger was awful. The full power of the primal brain inside an animal that has been underfed for the last 15 years unleashed itself within me. Everything in me screamed for food. The feeling of fullness, like lungs crying out for oxygen. My body needed to be fed. And for the first time, I was going to listen to it. Of course, I had given into hunger many times before in binges, but I had always followed it by making myself vomit, which only makes matters worse. The first binge without a purge was the worst. After a loaf of gluten-free bread and a half a jar of almond butter, I felt sort of satisfied, but also panicky. I knew I had just eaten enough to actually gain weight. This wasn't just like eating a little dessert and feeling guilty. I really, really was going to gain a pound or two of pure fat from what I just ate. The food felt like poison inside my belly. I wanted to put on a men's extra large t-shirt and sweats. I wanted to bury myself in a hole. Step two. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Sit with the discomfort was something I told my yoga students. I couldn't get it out of my head. That moment was pivotal for me. I remember closing the fridge and crying as I walked to my bedroom and got under the covers, even though it was mid-afternoon. I started sobbing hard. I slammed my fist into my pillow. I felt like I wanted to be lower, so I climbed out of bed and I laid face down on the bare wooden floor. A little pool of snot and tears gathered under my cheek, reminding me of the last time I had been in this position. I pushed my face into the grimy floor, trying to get smaller and lower. You will lose your beauty. I don't know where the words came from. The voice wasn't audible, but it was from outside of me. You will lose your beauty, and you will gain your soul. And it wouldn't shut up. Over and over, you will lose your beauty and you will gain your soul. You will lose your beauty and you will gain your soul. No, I shouted, no, I can't, I won't. Don't make me go through this. I begged and I sobbed and I sobbed and I begged. But somehow, I knew the voice could not be bargained with. Surrender was my only option. Step three, 
made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to a higher power as we understood such a power. The second binge without a purge sucked just as much. The seventh and eighth times were no better. But I didn't purge. I let myself eat as much as I wanted, but I had to keep it in. Slowly, my body started to recognize how awful it felt to eat that much food at once. Eventually, binges turned into extra-large portions and frequent meals. I was hungry the moment I opened my eyes in the morning. The first thing I did was to make a huge bowl of oatmeal and a protein shake. Within an hour or less, I was hungry again. I would make a veggie omelet. After teaching my first yoga class, I would be famished and return home for a large salad with lots of olive oil and chicken. By noon, I was ready for lunch. It would go on like this all day, eating a full meal, large and healthy, almost every hour. I was committed to listening to my hunger, and I was physically starving. My weight did indeed change. Over the course of one year, I gained 30 pounds. I felt absolutely disgusting. I had to buy new clothes twice. My thighs chafed when I walked in my bathing suit. I couldn't do many of the yoga poses I easily used to do. I couldn't stand the sight of myself in the mirror. It often brought me to tears. I took a whiteboard marker to my bathroom mirror, writing things I loved about myself all over it. I hung a sheet over my full-length mirror so I didn't have to see it. I lived in yoga pants and avoided jeans at all cost. Many times when I wanted to go out with friends, I would try on everything in my closet and end up in tears, texting my friends to cancel plans. I just couldn't stand to bring my fat self out in public. I had never been that heavy in my life. Even though I loathed the sight of myself, I clung to some tiny bit of faith that this was indeed the process my my body needed in order to heal. After gaining four dress sizes, I still had no energy. I still wasn't getting my period. I was still starving all the time, and my faith was dwindling. This stupid body could not be trusted after all. I'm thinking of going on a low-carb plan of eating, I told my therapist, purposely avoiding the word diet. Maybe my body just doesn't like carbs. You know, my ancestors are from cold climates. They wouldn't have had much for fruits or even grains, mostly just meat. I was referencing something I had read somewhere about eating for your blood type. Well, how have you felt in the past when you tried that? Skinny, I paused exhausted. Hmm. Do you think your body is more likely to know what's right for you or the diet books that you've read? I don't know what to think. I hate this body. I want a new one. Okay, let's start there. I was beginning to hate my therapist as much as my body. Why was she always so annoyingly right? Thanksgiving rolled around. I was terrified of being without my family, and now I didn't have my in-laws to celebrate with either. Mustering humility, I asked a girlfriend if I could spend the day with her family. We ate well. We overate. We ate dessert. After all, it was Thanksgiving. 
Returning home to the princess cave that night, I found the heater had been turned off. It was cold and lonely after the laughter of my friend's family. My belly felt fatter than ever. Even though I had been feeding myself well for months, I still clung to safe foods and never ate things like pumpkin pie and mashed potatoes. The voice sounded so much like my own that night that I actually believed it was. I hate this stupid body. I've been trying to listen to it for a year, and all it's been doing is getting fat. I'm not getting healthier. I'm getting fat. I'm not learning to listen to my hunger. I'm getting fat. Fuck this. Fuck all of this. I put my hair in a ponytail, heading for the bathroom. I lifted the seat and dropped to my knees. I stuck my finger down my throat. I gagged once, twice, three times, but nothing happened. Nothing came up. I found my toothbrush and stuck the handle down my throat. I coughed and it hurt the back of my throat, but still nothing. I was such a fat, miserable slob that I couldn't even make myself vomit anymore. I crumpled to the bathroom floor in tears. I had never hated my idiotic body so much in my life. I hope you liked the episode. If you did, I have a behind the scenes video commentary available on my website, 100daysinmexico.com. I also have all kinds of writing from my current adventures. I'd love to share this stuff with with you. So if you head on over to 100daysinmexico.com, you can sign up to become an insider and read all of the behind the scenes content and all of the current stories, the dramas, and the adventure that I'm experiencing while I travel around the world, trying to improve my surfing, trying to improve my life. Until next time.